This episode of podcast is brought to you by Pissing Blood. It's fine. There's nothing wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that had the rise, the fall, and then the rise again. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we are here to talk about what the hell happened to David Arquette. I, I, I don't really care too, too much about David Arquette, usually. All right, on the next episode <laughs> of the Roller Cuts podcast. Yes. However, there was something that, like, I had watched, like, previously, like, uh, probably about, like, six months ago. Um, and that'll work its way into, like, the um, the recommendation for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it, it's it was kind of, like, a notably weird career of David Arquette. Yeah, from doing the research, too. He's all over the fucking place. He is all over the place. Um, So I, I kind of, like, broke it down in that format of, like, the rise, the fall, and then the rise again. Yeah, I literally just went, like... You just went dates. I went, like, year to year. Okay. So, um... I don't know exactly like what you have in terms of like a lot of like actual things that happen with it, but like well, my first thing that I said too is that the biggest point in his career is the nineties. Yes. His marriage to Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh notable I, things that he's been into that really brought him up to, to rise in fame, which was Scream mm-hmm. for Dewey, yep. uh Buffy and yep. Never Been Kissed. These are like top billing things that he's been a part of that like really cemented him as like, oh my god, yeah, this up and coming yeah. actor. I'll, I'll be honest, I never really like <clears throat> watched. A, I, I realized like while doing this, I haven't really watched a lot of like David Arquette films. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like looking them up, I'm like, holy shit! Like I don't. I think like Bone Tomahawk yeah. and Scream. So <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like the the beginning of Bone Tomahawk, which yeah. I thought was cool. Um, yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, him being, like, a side character was, like, his debut role. Yeah. Um, and then from doing some research, too, like, again, like you said, like, the 90s were probably, like, his, his more, like, Arquette, I was gonna use, like, articulated, (laughs) but, like, try to work in, like, a a fucking... Dude, you could barely say articulated. I know. (laughs) Why would you even try? (laughs) I don't know. It was worth a shot. Um, but that was more of, like, his, his time frame of, like, more sophisticated, more, like, kind of, like, leading man roles, in a sense, um, I looked it up, like, he's in, and again, I haven't seen any of these, but, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh. man. Um, oh. oh, sorry. So, like, Road Racers. <laughs> Wake um, you up. Yeah. <laughs> Road Racers, John, um, Wild Bill, The Alarmist. Like, these are ones where it's like, okay, like, these were, like, his, like, movies to showcase, like, who he was as an actor. Yeah. Um, and it kind of made sense too because like doing a little bit of research as well like he grew up with a very like artistic family like i think his mom was like um super into like mythology and like philosophy his dad was like a puppeteer and like a a comedian his grandfather was a was a comedian what i said okay okay wow i didn't know how far we were going into this so i just kind of focused more on his career no that's fine um yeah like and then like I had mentioned to you before, which is kind of like where I was like, oh, okay, like this can start everything was like in the late 90s. They had like the Hollywood edition of like Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. And he was up there with like some very notable names of like who were going to be like the next A-listers. Yeah, I think he was part of like that uh, fucking like Leonardo DiCaprio crowd yep. of like, hey, yeah, it was look like at these young kids that are so good. Yeah, like it was literally he was standing next to Will Smith, Benicio Del Toro. Matthew McConaughey, Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio, yeah, and Skeet Ulrich. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Skeet Ulrich. 
I, he's showing up in like more weirder things other than just like the biker dad from Riverdale and the bad guy from Scream. What the uh, fuck? Who's the radicals again? Oh, from wrestling? Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero. Dean, he's like the Dean Malenko yeah. of that group. Yeah. <laughs> You're he's like, oh, like, yeah. He's like a fundamental guy, yeah. but like nobody fucking remembers Sweet him. Shaw, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was kind of like the moment where it was like, okay, he's he's getting known. <laughs> yeah. And and like you said, like probably his most like well-known films is him as Dewey from Scream franchise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in every single one to this date except for like five. Yeah, which that was like the weird that one. Sucked. <laughs> I, Frank said it was like okay. I don't believe him because like I don't think anything past like the second movie <laughs> yeah, is the good. Fifth with of anything is usually terrible. Yeah, I I just like scream scream one and two were like yeah, and then everything else I was like nah nah. Um, so I don't know if you have anything else really from well, like I'm, I'm moving up from there because then oh boy here we go two thousand well, well yeah ready to rumble <laughs> also too um because like you had mentioned before like he he got married to Courtney Cox I think yeah. they met on Scream One yep. got married on Scream Two got divorced on Scream Three <laughs> <laughs> so it was just stopped very, after the third one <laughs> yeah it was a very roller coaster career um but he is married to uh Christina Millardi I think her name is yeah sure um she was like a reporter and a journalist and still is and like a, a filmmaker and she was on like a bunch of like Vanity Fair stuff and like she was doing like all these things um I also watched this thing they have a, like a really cool house. Like, kind of like where you're like, I don't understand how you can afford that. Because he just has, like, crazy, like, a, a Zach, full... he was un- an ex-WCW World Heavyweight yeah. Champion. So, and, clearly. And we're getting there. <laughs> we're so, yeah. ready to rumble. Yeah, so, yeah. 2000, ready to rumble promotion. Yep. Where he just became, like, notable Mark, David yeah. Arquette. Yeah, and he is, like, a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. And then this just became, like... The weird inclusion for World Championship Wrestling, uh, WCW, which was a failed wrestling company that was competing with WWF at the time. It wasn't always failed. It wasn't, but boy, at this point it was. Um, yeah, part of that, too, is that they made a movie called Ready to Rumble in 2000, uh, starring notable WCW wrestlers like Sting, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Bonesaw. <laughs> David Arquette. <laughs> and David Arquette. And, and then for some reason, too, it's like WCW, the company, was like, well, let's start working you in here. Yes. It's like, we need to get as much promotion for this film as possible because mm-hmm. it's flopping. I remember, and yes, it's not a great movie, it's but I, re- I remember it with fond eyes. Because you're a wrestling fan. Yes, and I have not watched it. only reason why. I haven't watched it in, like, probably a decade. Yeah. So this, as a lot of us, too, like us wrestling fans... Note as being one of the most dramatic moments in wrestling history because here it is, an actor yep. won the WCW World Championship. But he only held it for 12 days. Yes, but he put the final nail Zach, in the coffin. stop saying that. <laughs> A lot of bad decisions put that company into debt and yeah. poor creative viewership. So yeah, it wasn't just David Arquette. But that was like the moment where it was like probably done. No, there's plenty of moments before that. And Robocop? Have- yeah. The finger poke of doom. Yeah. But that's why it's the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, no. You don't tap in two nails and be like, that's it, it's dead. Depends on what kind of coffin you're making. Well, it depends on if there's a zombie in there or not. It'd be a baby coffin. That's fucked up. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like so yeah, like him him winning the WCW world title, that definitely was like a, an issue. And like even too, like um 
the the head booker at the time, Vince Russo, later went on in an interview to say, right then and there, I killed the business forever. Yep. Because to, he, be, to be fair, though, one of the things that I did look up when we were doing the research on this, too, mm-hmm. I really appreciate what David Arquette did. He donated all the earnings that he won mm-hmm. for his WCW um, World Heavyweight Champion. He donated it to Owen Hart and Brian Pillman's family. Yeah. Which I thought was really sweet. Though Both, too, for anybody who knows, too, they're both notable wrestlers that died tragically. Mm-hmm. So he was actually funding them to it. Yeah, uh, and which he, is very sweet. He he is really like a huge wrestling fan and then at the same time too like is super super respectful, like mm-hmm. super nice of a person. Yeah. Um like anything that I've seen him in like for like interviews or anything like that, like literally just a sweetheart of a man. Um, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um but yeah, so realistically that kind of like derailed him entirely because like once he gained the title and like you said it was literally only for like a week and a half yeah but he gained the world title and then still kind of like showed up for a little bit on WCW. oh my god his promo afterwards yeah. you know i told ddp that i had a dream to be a world wrestling champion you know when he told me shut up yeah. <laughs> oh he's awful yeah <laughs> You should have known better than to trust someone from Hollywood. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, but from that, doing like all these like interviews and promotions and everything like that, uh, it's a double-edged sword because like at the time the company got like a bunch of like Hollywood press. Yeah. Like, they were in like newspaper articles, well, of course. And, like yeah. TMZ stuff, and like on the news because it was like okay, an actor like crossed over. Yeah. But like for wrestling itself, like it kind of it, like. Russo said it kind of killed the business of kayfabe right which anybody that's a wrestling fan knows that that's kind of like that mystery veil that that is that it's real and not fake yeah and I mean even too at the time where it's like during the build-up for uh David Arquette getting the championship you also had like in the promos you had like Courtney Cox and like mm-hmm. Kurt Russell showed up because yeah. they're friends and it's like here's all this star power in this promotion and it's like around that time too it's like he wasn't fizzling out but he was still not prominent but it's still like hey david arquette let's yeah. get him in here and it's like like that probably was like the biggest buzz that he had for a while because from this a lot of directors and like movie companies kind of saw him as like a joke like they were yeah they were not taking him seriously unfortunately kind of went down that same route as like brendan Fraser, where it's like you're not a leading man you're not really like you're kind of tight cast as like this comedy act mm-hmm. where it's like okay cool so now what and, like, yeah. he really, like, he didn't do, like, a lot, a lot of, like, notable things, like, during that time. Like, I think I... I, I mean, I, in my notes, I have a huge cut between 2000 to 2007, and all I wrote was, made a comic book called The Tripper. Yeah. And then it moves on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, he basically, he went, like, probably 10 years without getting, like, a steady role in, like, anything. Yeah. Which, like obviously is gonna hurt like not only your career but also like your aspirations to do something in the business mm-hmm. so like that really was like something crazy that happened um well i think about even too where it's like as we're talking about this where it's like here it is is that like at least like looking over my notes and everything too mm-hmm. where it's like the thing with david arquette is that it goes from like actor then it goes to wrestler mm-hmm. and then from there too like where i'm at it's like comic book writer he had a hip-hop group called mm-hmm. Ear 2000. Yeah. He made the, some songs from the Scream soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Then he's a comedian. Then he's a nightclub owner. And it's like, it just felt like he was like, 
putting his hat in everything, but yeah. nothing was sticking. Yeah, he was trying to, like, find his, like, footing, like, doing anything. Like, yeah. just trying to make him happy. And, like, there was, like, a point, I think, in, like, 2016 or 17, something like that, he ended up having, like, a, a really bad heart attack. Oh, yeah? Um, He I had a heart that. attack. I think he had to get, like, a stint put into his heart. Um, He had to go on, like, blood thinners because, like, he was just, like... Like he was, he was prone to like internal bleeding at that point. Yeah. Um. And then from there too, like mixing with the fact of like, okay, he's not really getting steady work. He's kind of hated by all these wrestling fans because like, yeah, a general population, and me for the longest time too, were like, yo, fuck David Arquette. Well, I was thinking about this too. Where it's wrestling. like wrestling fans usually aren't very welcoming to actors. No. Showing up unless you're Snoop Dogg, Betty White, or Bad Buddy. Mm-hmm. Usually people boo the shit out of you. Yeah, Bad Bunny's a good one. Right yeah, now. I know he's great. Fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, like even too, like I think one of the notable points, like in between, like what you mentioned with the heart attack, where it's like one of the big things too is that like 2010 he had his legal separation. Yes, from Courtney Cox, mm-hmm. which kind of like saw uh, like it was amicable, it was all right, but it's like it still showed kind of like this steady decline for him. Yeah, and then also too, like I mentioned before, where it's like. uh like, pretty much around this time, I looked it up, too, where it's, like, pretty much around, like, after the divorce, like, 2011, mm-hmm. um, you saw just a lot of, um, to where alcoholism was showing up for him. Yeah, so he, he got, like, really bad, like, being an alcoholic, like, was publicly open about the fact that, like, he was a, air quote, functioning alcoholic. Yeah, and even, too, like, what I saw where it's, like, there's pockets of sobriety. It was, like, 2011 to 2013, and then he relapsed, and it's, like, 2013 to 2015, there was another relapse and then since then too he's been sober but like here it is where it's like these other mentions where it's like it kind of feeds into like where this is coming from yeah because it's like all these moments too where it's like it seems like he's kind of like unhinged uh one of the bigger things too that i said in this which is like in 2015 he went on the howard stern show uh because he noted too as well like david arquette was like howard stern's the man like yeah. he's the person i want to be <laughs> And it's like Howard Stern went on a date with Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. And it's like from that, too, it's like he like David Arquette went on this long fucking rant about like, you know, these fucking bitches in Hollywood. And it's like this fucking guy betrayed me. And it's like it was one of those things, too, where it's like mixed with the alcoholism, mixed with his decline. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, he's just not doing himself any favors. Yeah. And he's like he's per- like he's shooting himself off yeah. into space. Yeah. He's not shooting his foot off, he's shooting like his entire leg off basically. Yeah. And, and it's he he also was suffering from like severe anxiety at that point too, which yeah. I mean granted like, you know, that's a lot going on, like why wouldn't you? To the point where like he was actually getting and you might know this cuz you're Mr. Doctor Man. Um he was getting like ketamine treatments. Yeah. to try and like help with like depression and anxiety. Yeah, back um, then too. That was basically like Here's ketamine. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> like, it wasn't anything managed. Yeah. Like, I saw things of, like, them just, like, literally injecting it into him. And yep. he, did, he was just, like, basically high as fuck. Yeah. Which doesn't really work. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from that, too, it's, like, at this point where it's, like, 1990s to, like, 2015, it's, like, this... It's, like, a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, it, it's it's a shell of, like, what he was, like, in the beginning of, of his career. Yeah. Um... And then he kind of just stumbled around for a while. Like, that was yeah, that was pretty much, like, it was, like, a movie there, a, a TV, like, um, like pop-up here, but, like, nothing, like, notably, really. Yeah, I mean, I was looking it up, too, where it's, like, 
there's a couple moments where it seems like he's kind of like resurfacing mm-hmm. in like these small little ways. Nothing to the same effect of like Scream or Buffy. Yeah. But it's like even too like I was looking it up like an animated show where it's like Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, kid show he was nominated for in yeah. terms of like you know like best actor. Um, and that was in like 2011 2016. There's also like Sigmund and the Sea Monster, which. <laughs> It's like another thing too, where it's like here it is, where he's just kind of like doing these small little voice roles, and it's like, but he's getting a lot of like traction with it. Like yeah. people enjoy him, they like him, they're really happy to have him. Yeah, like he he was always kind of like this main staple as like if nothing else, a very humble guy. Yeah, like that he came across as like a very likable, very down to earth celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much where like the fail was. Like up until I, I think in like 2017. That was when we started to gain like the rise again of David yeah. Arquette, because um, at the age of forty six, he decided he wanted to get back into wrestling. Yep, and basically clear his name of being like the reason wrestling became horrible. And, and he's earning his fucking stripes. Oh, fuck every yeah. time I've seen him in a wrestling match, he's getting fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, so I, I think it was like two thousand seventeen. Like he he went uh, originally to like. Uh, one of the fucking nasty boys, <laughs> okay. um, who runs a promotion called like Legends of Wrestling, I think. Yeah. Um, like out of Hollywood or something, right? Yeah, I think that was either 2017 or 2018. Um, but he he went to him and he was like, "Hey, listen, like I'd really like to like do something on the show. Like I'd really like to have like a moment." And it basically ended in like almost a brawl. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of like was still in this this phase of like full of anxiety, like out of shape, like, smoking, somewhat drinking. Um, And he tried to, like, do something. Like, he went to, like, a show. I He got, like, invited to, like, this very, like, backyard wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that was, like, kind of, like, the beginning because, like, I, I was watching something where it's, like, he... He was literally getting like the fluorescent light tubes and like yeah, thumbtacks, and it's like, like using like death matches. Yeah, like, we'll brutal get stuff. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. But that was kind of like okay, like that's the first thing of like earning your stripes. Like you're working at like this backyard. Yeah. Brawling nothingness. <laughs> I was thinking like Sting, where he's like, I worked like 340 days for a handshake and a hot dog. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> that's the most indie thing ever, and that's yes. what David Arquette was doing. Which yes. Is, like. He's working. Mm-hmm. I love his ring attire too, where he has like the scream, like ghost oh, face. Oh yeah, yeah. I have tights. seen that. Yeah, it's super cool. That is I fun. That. Even like the streamers that he throws out from hand. Yeah, like those are fun. Um, but yeah, so like around, like right around that time, like then he went to like Virginia, mm-hmm. and he was going to like this uh, this school called like RC Wrestling, and it was like actually like he was getting properly trained. Yeah. Um, then like he. He went to he went to Mexico. Okay. He 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 was literally like traveling. Like it, it it's kind of like unique cuz like he had the money from being a celebrity, so it's yeah. like he could afford to like go and do this. But like he went down to Mexico to meet DDP and like work with like luchadors and actually do like street wrestling. That's cool. Where it's like at stoplights they would do like a 30 second like uh, wrestling like montage nice. of things and then just go around and like ask for like money and it's like okay again like you're earning your stripes for it mm-hmm. um during that time too he like quit smoking he he quit drinking um he <laughs> lost 50 pounds um he gained some muscle he actually looked like really good yeah i know like when i saw him a couple times too i was like holy shit this guy looks like a wrestler yeah 
and then like right after that too then he ended up like actually like building a ring (laughs) like he he bought a ring to be put into his backyard um and then he started working with um pretty peter avalon Mm. um from AEW. yeah um and then another uh indie wrestler tyler bateman yep um so they were working with him to actually like properly train him um and then this is around the time where it's like we kind of saw like he had like that championship wrestling Hollywood match with RJ City. Yeah, that was like actually him. Like I think that was like his first like real real like televised match. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting back into the industry and like yes he lost but like hey he's gaining. He was doing stuff. He's gaining momentum and that was kind of like that point where it's like he he finally reached that phase of like okay wrestling fans are starting to actually like him yeah like he's starting to do some things now like he's less of an actor now but it's like he feels more like a wrestler yes and that's fine like if that's the route that he wants to go because like he's always been like a wrestling fan Mm -hmm. and like it was around that time too like he was showing up at like all these indie shows and all these different promotions and like getting kind of noticed and like he was doing talk shows like wendy williams and like ellen degeneres and like announcing like you know him being like in the wrestling community and TMZ doing shit of like showcasing like what he was doing. And then, you know, like <coughs> then we get to the, the fucking Nick Gage death match. Oh my God. That's so fucking brutal. He almost dies. He almost dies. He, he literally like fucking botches it with like, again, fluorescent light tubes, which is just insane to say like anybody who's not a wrestling fan that like, just sees a fluorescent light tube getting cracked over someone's head. Yeah, I always think about too where it's like I was working at retail and it's like I'd change the ceiling lights. Yeah. I dropped one and it fucking exploded and there was like dust everywhere and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like imagine just getting hit with one of those. Yeah, you're like, don't touch this. Like something's going to fucking destroy you. Yep. Like you'll just have like embedded <coughs> fucking tiny glass pieces in your hand. Yeah, he got smashed in what, the neck? Yeah, like, he, he got smashed, like, all over the face, but, like, he tried to, like, reverse it, and, like, in doing so, um, the other wrestler, Nick Gage, like, had it, like, right near his face, and he went too far down, and it punctured his neck. Yep, that's what And it he was. was, like, severely bleeding to the point where it's, like, he literally almost died. Like, he, he like, punctured his neck. Yeah. Um, And he, he kind of had, like, this moment of, like shock of like oh my god oh my god and he like got out of the ring and then he went back in the ring to finish the match Mm -hmm. which is insane but also in the wrestling community that's highly commendable yeah it's like good on you for fucking finishing the match but please don't die (laughs) and then 2000 well like right afterwards and i didn't know this too he was actually like super super uh good friends with luke perry Oh, yeah? Yeah, like super, super good friends. He actually drove him to the hospital oh, nice. after that whole thing. Um, and yeah. then, unfortunately, 2019 like kind of kicks off where it's like Luke Perry dies, mm-hmm. and that kind of like spirals him for a minute again. Um, like I think like two months, like he kind of just like reverted back. And then, again, he got right back on the horse and started doing like indie shows again and getting making sure he was like in good shape. Um, and it was in 2019... He actually, that same promotion of, um, what is it, the fucking Legends of Wrestling, um, that same promotion, he was actually invited back and in the main event against nice. Mr. Anderson. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, like, he, so a year's time, he went from being, like, basically kicked out and, like, almost beaten up for trying to be in this promotion to being asked to be in the main event. Yeah. 
Um, so that was like really, really cool. And then I also have something too that like in between that time, which yeah. I, I thought like in the opposite in this too, where it's like he's working hard on his wrestling, but mm-hmm. like he also did some small movie too. It's called um, Amanda and Jack Go Camping. Mm-hmm. It's like a melodrama um, comedy. Okay. Yeah, and I saw it too, and I was actually surprised. Like it was in the Hart Film Festival, and he won for best actor. Hmm. And it's like even too, it's like here, like not like the it's not an Oscar, but it's no. like here's these small things where it's like continued recognition. Where it's yeah. like it seems like he's continuing his work, he's doing really well, and it's like he's coming back up. Yeah, he's also in this uh, 2019. He was in this movie called Mob Town, mm-hmm. which is like. Uh, it just looks like a mafiosa kind of movie. Yeah, sure. Um, but that was 2019. That was at least like something with him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like so, it ended up being too. Uh, in the world of wrestling, there is like a, a pro wrestling illustrated that they put out like a, once a year, and he was actually in the top 500 wrestlers. Nice. of 2019. Um, so from that, like he's kind of fuck you, Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Ever since like 2019, like he's kind of like been on like this this little like up and up, yeah. and like it seems like he's kind of just doing like indie wrestling, which again is in wrestling fan terms like he's doing the work, like he's putting in where it's like he's doing all these indie shows. He's not doing like major wrestling like televised things. He's just like doing the work, paying his dues, making people like have respect for him in the business. Yeah, and that's like. That's where it kind of is, where it's like, he did what, by th- by the end of all of this, he did what, like, most wrestlers turned to Hollywood wish they could kind of do, mm-hmm. in a sense, where it's like, they're actually able to kind of do both, yeah, and, and showcase, like, a little bit of it. Like, he's still able to, like, do movies and, like, do roles and everything like that, but he's also still able to, like, wrestle. Right. And he's putting himself through it, and he's, like, working hard on it. So it's, like, he actually is able to do, like, what he needs to do. And that I actually am commending him for. And then I also have two smaller things, since mm-hmm. we're getting closer. Uh, for some reason, and not to shit all over your parade, but, like, these are just weird things where it's, like, in 2021, he purchased the rights for Bozo the Clown. Yeah. And he was, like, I'm going to do something with it. <laughs> and I saw him with, like, a bunch of Bozo shirts, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, that's weird. Yeah. How did he do that? I don't know. He he's kind of just like, like an impulse guy of like I'm just gonna do oh, it. Oh yeah, because that makes that makes sense for the next one, which is that he's also a certified Bob Ross instructor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I I, I have an idea. I, I guess it's that you could just you can dress up as Bob Ross and like and paint and teach yeah. a painting class. I guess you could just teach like how Bob Ross would paint. Yeah, and he's certified. Happy little tree right over yeah. here. So, yeah, just these small things, too, where it's, it's like David Arquette just <laughs> popping up and you're like, hey, it's David Arquette. <laughs> That's fun. It's kind of like a yogi situation where it's like you have to complete, like, the yoga instruction to then become a yogi. Yeah. Where it's like you have to you have to be taught by Bob Ross. You have to watch every single video and match up his paintings. And then you get to be a Bob Ross instructor. And then you can paint a happy tree. Yep. <laughs> you can do that whatever way you want. Yeah. So David Arquette. David Arquette, like he's he's on the up and up. Like even if like he just shows up like here and there, I think like he's definitely made his name more notable. To me, every time I see him, I'm like, ah, oh, it's David Arquette. Like Bone yeah. Tomahawk, where I was like, oh shit, it's David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I had a I had a missed opportunity when I was working at Target, where it's like he had come in 
to target um and i i didn't know like he was in the I, w- I was in the back and like somebody had told me like 10 minutes later and i was like where is he i'm gonna tell him that he fucking killed wcw <laughs> <laughs> but um he uh I, I think he was filming like something around here um mm. so it was kind of like oh okay cool like he's he's still like popping up and doing stuff and that was like yeah that was like five years ago and then notably too as a last l- this year last year when mm-hmm. the fuck did scream 20 come out uh Scream 6, you mean? Yeah, sure. You know, the most recent Scream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah. He, he was like... And he's David Arquette. Here yeah. he is. He's back in it. So. Yeah, he he was, he was did do like a little cameo in it as Dewey, I think. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know, actually. I didn't watch that. I think he got killed off, but like I wouldn't be surprised if he just keeps doing like Scream stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's got a job with that, so... Yeah, until they kill him off. Yeah. <laughs> but that's happened already. <laughs> but, <No. laughs> but yeah, that's just another thing, too, where it's like, here he is. He's just... He's just showing up. He's like TNA. It's <laughs> like you think he's gone, and it's like he's back. Yeah. <laughs> so good for David Arquette. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, that's all I got for him. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, so I got a recommendation, and this was kind of like the basis for like me thinking about this topic for it. Um, because I like we've done two now. I I want to keep doing like what the hell happened to for actors because I think that's like just kind of cool to do. But um, there was a documentary that came out in 2020. Yep, called "You Cannot Kill David Arquette," uh, which I ended up watching, and then I rewatched it to do some of like the note work for this. Um, it was directed by Price James and David Darg. Um, it's a hell of a name, and it like f- it, it follows his life from like 2000 uh, 2016 to 2019 of like all these like trials and tribulations, and like him trying to get back into the business. Yeah, and um, it. Honestly, like there there were moments where it's like I was watching it and like I really felt like he he is like just a humble human being. I just remember um, all those parts too that you told me from it where it's like people would call him and be like, Stop, you're killing yourself. He's yeah. like, Nah man, this is for the business, I'm doing it. Yeah, like he w- he was literally putting himself through it. Like he had to get like his elbow drained, he yeah. had like a fucking cracked rib, he had like a fucking um spinal column like fucking cave in on him a little bit. Um, (laughs) again, he had all these things with, like, being fearful of internally bleeding because of his fucking heart attack and, like, just going out and, like, actually doing all these things. Um. We have a cat in here. He's going fucking nuts. (laughs) But, um. Yeah, so, like, watching that, it was actually very, uh, very cool to see, like, everything go for it. And he, um. It, it it was like the the thing that made me think like okay, as a wrestling fan like I don't hate him in the business anymore no. like he's he's proven that he can do like all these things and that he it was literally just the circumstance of him not being trained and that was the reason why where it's like okay like now that he is trained like he he knows what he's doing um and he's giving it his all so. You can check it out on Amazon. I think it's only like three bucks to rent. Um, yeah, but you, you cannot kill David Arquette. And that's the episode. Yay, we did it. We saved David Arquette. We did it all by ourselves. All by ourselves. Um, the only facts tell you otherwise. Yeah, what? <laughs> what facts? <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't listening. Um, next movie we're doing. Oh God. Um, oh, we are no. going to be doing. Oh God. A Spanish animated movie that I watched recently that was uh, pretty pretty fun, pretty pretty dark, um, and had a lot of themes that I really enjoyed from it, and I think you would enjoy it. 
Also, too, it's only like an hour and 16 minutes long. Hey, so like, there we it's, go. It's right around there of like barely being a movie. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyways, we are going to be doing Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, so All right. <laughs> stay tuned for that. Uh, oh, okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Matt, roll the credits. <laughs>